0: Let's mix it up, change it up, and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and welcome to The Disruptive Entrepreneur. I'm with my really good friend, Matt Fidesz. Uh, Matt was Michael Jackson's bodyguard for 10 years, and while some things are confidential, what we can say is he's been very close to um, some people in the title of this broadcast. You can't say who, what, how, where, or when, but believe me, he has. And we're going to discuss now the brand of Harry and Meghan. Now, hot off the press has been statements from uh, the palace and from Prince William. And of course, op- the Oprah show. Uh, you know, there was some sensitive material in there about mental health and suicidal thoughts and, you know, se- security and just, you know, maybe leaving people be. Of course, I suppose, Matt, let's start with if you're. Wife is having suicidal thoughts. What do you think about doing a broadcast about it to maybe a billion people on Oprah? And if you want security and privacy, what did you think about that as a strategy from them?
1: Well, I think the suicidal thoughts part is it's not the greatest idea to put somebody with suicidal thoughts, in my opinion, in front of a billion people on the most high-profile chat show in the world, Rob. And um of course, they're highlighting the fact of where they are. People know where they are in California. California is swarmed with paparazzi in media. So it's, it's almost going against what they're trying not to happen. Prince Harry keeps saying all the time he doesn't want to repeat what happened to Princess Diana, his mother. Where, in fact, his wife at the moment is the most famous hunted woman on the planet. No doubt about it. There'll be paparazzi everywhere. And... uh yeah, this won't help her mental health. I mean, I know what happens when things like this kick off in the media. She's going to be hounded like crazy. I mean, it's just going to be people in the trees with cameras, not going to be able to go anywhere. Um, so it's going to be very, very, very difficult. I think the mental health bit, we've both been linked to people had mental health issues. We know they need professional help. They don't need to be broadcasted to over a billion people and then been hunted down for. This thing will go on for months, Rob. This thing will go on for forever now. So I don't think it was the smartest thing in the world
0: to do. But obviously they have their personal reasons for it. So just to let everyone know what's going on, this is an experimental episode from Matt and I, because we're simultaneously living to, um, well, it will, the potential reaches nearly half a million people. And we're doing a clubhouse room at the same time. So just to let you know why Matt and I might be looking down or looking at our phone because we're muting, unmuting, muting, unmuting. Uh, So, Matt, so if you I'm I'm inclined to see your point of view that I, I think personally, Harry probably did the right thing if his wife is having suicidal thoughts to try and pull him out of that situation. And therefore, personally, not that my opinion matters more than anyone else's, but getting him out of that situation that caused that and maybe out of the royal family. I can see why he would do that for the love of his wife and the protection of his children. But then you said to, to, to broadcast it to a, a, maybe a billion people through Oprah, you feel could make her the hunt, most hunted woman in the world ever. Harry doesn't want to repeat of what happened with Princess Diana, but could that be a self-fulfilling prophecy? We hope not, of course, but you know, broadcasting it out there. But then what a lot of people said to me, Matt, was that they had a right to share their side. They had a right to share their truths because they hadn't been able to and, you know, they hadn't had the, the security and the protection and, the, you know, the, there hadn't been enough control from the family of the media. So just talk a little bit about that. And then also, do you therefore think that this was a strategy of theirs to launch their brand? Because let's be honest, what better way to launch a brand than to go on Oprah? Well, it's the biggest network in the in the world, Rob. And Oprah's a friend of theirs. She went to
1: their wedding. And no doubt they had content control. I'm sure they did. I mean, Oprah didn't sit there just not knowing what was going to come out of Megan and Harry's mouth. She's not going to give them that kind of huge platform. So she would have known that there would have been a lot of some crazy stuff said. You know, she would have wanted at least 10, 15 things to be said in order for them to have that World's incredible platform. She's the most successful broadcaster in the world. It's huge multi billionaire. So I think at that point, people think that she's they've just sat there and they've just done this interview without any questions. I find that very hard to believe. I've not been on Oprah, I've been most, most of the major TV shows in the world, but I know people have been on Oprah and it's all planned out beforehand. They know exactly what's going to do. Michael Jackson went on Oprah in 1993. There was a huge success for him with Beamed Live Around the World. Um, but this was edited. This was not live. This was edited, so there was a certain amount of control there for them. And the whole Princess Diana thing—I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. And interestingly enough, Rob, through working with Michael, I got to know Mohammed Al Fayed very well. And Mohammed Al Fayed—people who are, don't know who he is—I can't remember—he was the owner of the biggest, most famous kind of—I uh, could call it a shop, could you? Um, Harrods, basically, uh, in London, and um, Mohammed. Multi-billionaire, very successful man. He's also got the Ritz Hotel in Paris, where Princess Diana left that night to get to sadly lose her life in that fatal accident in the tunnel. And she was dating Dodi Al Fayed, Mohammed's son. So the key here is, is that Princess Diana's security was taken away from her by the royal family. And she only had two members of security, which is very unusual. She hasn't got the normal police protection more police protection with her. She just had Mohammed al-Thayyad's personal security looking after her. And I'm sure they did the very best they can. But she is the most famous woman of the time, in the world at the time. So very, very difficult to protect somebody against all the paparazzi, especially in Paris. Now, when you go to California, what's interesting about California is that pictures taken there. Are sold back to england so if you're just any type of celebrity in the uk just a reality star as soon as you land at lax in uh, los angeles the airport there you're going to be pat silly because because of the currency and because of our ruthless tabloid nature we have in the uk big agencies sell pictures back to the uk so what you'll find at the moment around them will be swarms of paparazzi and so on and they have got a right to speak but i do think That certain things are like family matters. Yeah, there's like I know they're not a normal family. What is a normal family? You know, so Tony Robbins always said everyone's got a dysfunctional family to some degree. We all fall into that category, but they are royal family. But I think some of the things should have been dealt privately. There's no doubt about that. Didn't need to
0: be aired to the world. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878 153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. too. Well, especially
1: like, you know, Megan's mental health. She's really fine on that tough right now. This really isn't gonna happen situation. And pointing out the security issue, it's kind of putting your hands up to terrorists and everybody. Hi guys, we're a target. This is where we are. And uh, you know, we know I've done a bit of research now. I actually thought Prince Harry inherited 30 million from his mother, Princess Diana, and it turns out to be 15 million. And I can tell you, what from my experience working with Michael Jackson and other people who are I guess you could compare Michael's fame at the time at the peak of his career to Prince Harry. He was pop royalty. Is that like 15 million will be gone in a year? It'll be gone in a flash. That that won't be enough to cover the security. So for them, I guess at the moment, they've got to start thinking about making some serious money fast. They're not getting any palace funding. I do not believe for a minute it's right that um, the palace should cut his security off because he can help the fact. He was born into the royal family. It's not his fault, is it? He should be given security, and, and that should be he – should, he should be personally looked after. And, and maybe his son should be too, I think. Uh, but he's took his own hands. I do know Rob. He's a very clever guy. I mean, I was kind of involved in the, the tour of South Africa and did a lot of um, reporting on the back of that as well and advising on the back of that. And he was very much in control of where Megan would go because so she would be safe in South Africa with with their son, Archie. And he would go off to the more dangerous parts of South Africa on his own. He, so he's very much in control. He's a clever guy. Prince Harry is not a clown. I know we see him in pubs and doing his things and the whole Vegas thing many years ago, but he he's probably like more one of us. I saw him at Cheltenham Race Festival once and win the VIP tent. And he, he recognized me to the Michael Jackson League. Obviously, Princess Diana was very good friends with Michael. And um, he wanted to meet Michael. And he, he was drunk and he was doing the moonwalk. Attend not behaving like a normal prince would, you know, just totally like, like a normal guy. So, I think it's interesting what's going on, but some things just stay private. But, the security side, they can't make money fast, they really have to.
0: Thanks, Matt, that's really fascinating. And just for everyone tuning in here, Matt was Michael Jackson's bodyguard for 10 years, seen it all in terms of media, press, publicity, the effects of the media. So, Matt's talking from a lot of experience. Based on that experience of what he saw with Michael Jackson, he believes now that. Um, Megan may be the most hunted woman in the world. um, And maybe if you wanted to stay private, that was maybe not the smartest play. But, you know, we're just discussing that. Do I personally feel um, that they have their right to express their opinion? Yes. Not that they care what I think, but I think we all have our right to express our opinion. I did feel like they could have not thrown the royal family under the bus so much. And whether it's right or wrong, whether it was true or false, what was said, if you want your own security, probably wise to keep them on side and not. I agree with you that it feels harsh that their security would be withdrawn. Matt, you told me it's a seven figure sum a year to have a security detail, and I agree with you. 15 million. I know some people will be like, "Oh, you know, they're not multimillionaires, they don't need the money." I don't agree. A, a few million quid is not enough to live on, and if you need a massive security detail that costs millions of pounds and, you know, even without the lavishness, their lifestyle is going to cost a lot of money, and I personally believe Everyone has the right to make a living, a good living, even a fortune, as long as they're offering value. So in light of all of this, Matt, let's move into their brand um, and and maybe where that's moving forward. Because let's be honest, they have got to be one of the hottest brands now. And um, I've been doing my research as well. Um, Their Netflix deal is reputedly worth one hundred million dollars. There will be clauses in that contract that they have to promote that. Netflix are not going to give them $100 million and say, oh, yeah, we'll do all the work. (laughs) They're going to have to promote that. Um, I remember um, listening to Michael Caine and he said, uh, and and whilst it wasn't specifically this, it was this. He said, when you get paid $10 million to do a movie, you really get $2 million for the film and $8 million to promote the film. Because, of course, when you make a film, you've got to travel the world doing all the promotions. So that 100000000 is million, they're going to have to earn that, I think. They're going to have to go and promote that around the world. And so what better way to do it than go on Oprah? Um, Also, Spotify Podcast, their deal is reputedly $54.5 million. Again, what what does Spotify want? They want users. They want subscribers. So they'll want Harry and Meghan to do as much work as possible. Like I've just done a brand deal with Sage, and they want me to do one uh, post on my Instagram and five stories. They don't just want to give me money. You know, they actually want promotion for that. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter programme. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a a deeper community. I do supporter-only Ask Me Anythings. I do supporter-only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters, and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. So um, let's talk about that, Matt. And just before we do, though, just to let everyone know what's going on, if you've joined us on Club Bells, Matt and I, for the first time ever, we're doing um, a five-way live and we're doing a Clubhouse room at the same time, which is where you can see us looking at our phone, muting, unmuting. I think we'll probably do five or ten minutes max left on the live, and then I'd like you all to come to Clubhouse where we're going to go into the details of it. Leah, who's here as a moderator in the Clubhouse room, said, oh, I bet there's a load of secrets about Michael Jackson that Matt can't share. Matt will share it, um, and in, in more privately on Clubhouse, we'll dish into some of the, the, the details that maybe we wouldn't want to promote on a live. Also, Matt, um, apparently Megan is negotiating with Givenchy, and apparently they've trademarked their brand Sussex Royal, and, and this could be for books, for journals, all sorts of stationary footwear, sweaters, pyjamas, campaigning material, uh, and um, it's also been said that this could be the stepping stone or a 500 million or even a billion dollar brand what are your thoughts on all of that and don't forget to unmute yourself on clubhouse
1: <laughs> yeah well i think that they will be they're, they're the power couple of the world right now i thought what they did which was unfair if you're going to make allegations about people the royal family you kind of need to name them because everyone's pinpointing everybody in the royal family now saying who said that who thought this and so on so i don't think that's a very smart move for them at all um just to give you a bit of an insider to knowledge too, is that back in 2002, it, we were we, we were told Prince Harry and Prince William wanted to meet Michael Jackson again, and wanted to catch up after their mother's passing and so on. And uh, Michael flew in on the request of uh, Lord Janner at the time, um, and he was told that, chances are he was gonna be Sir Michael Jackson, he was gonna be given an honorary Sir and knighted, but a little bit like Steven Spielberg did, and get to meet William and Harry. So he flew into London, we had a tour of parliament and everything else and it was all going to go ahead and then suddenly out of nowhere we get told that prince charles put a stop to it straight away for no reason whatsoever you know he just just put put an end to it and we didn't see prince william and harry at time and i know harry was really devastated by that control element so i'm getting at here is that not to have a girl prince charles is the way that establishment has worked but it's um there's no way they could have gone out and done their own things without people stepping in and saying, you can't do that. You can't talk to this person. You can't do that. You can't issue your feelings. You can't be seen going shopping here. That control element of the royal family is there. Maybe not so much by the royal members actually, or the family actually, um, it was themselves wrong, but there's personal staff. It goes dates back hundreds of years. It's a huge, even the queen is controlled to some extent as well. So their branding is going to be massive. And you're right in saying that of course, they're going to they're gonna have to do PAs. They, they've basically done the biggest podcast TV show in the world to launch their brand. And if we can't realize that and we think it's just about clearing up myths, I mean, I'm not totally buying that at all. It's a bit of both. I mean, they're putting out there, they're cleaning up their personal branding, their image, and they're also probably doing something they're required to do in some very powerful contracts. You're right, someone's going to pay you $100 million dollars they're going to expect you to go and promote on TV and drop things. And one thing was interesting about that interview, do you notice they never they never attacked the Netflix series The Crown? In fact, they both agreed that they watched it, which I thought was a rather bizarre thing to say, until you realize, after you come off the interview, that they've got a $100 million with, deal with Netflix, right? So they're not going to attack it. They probably had to drop the, the name. So we're only speculating here. But there's no doubt they're a billion-dollar brand brand they're going to go around the world they're, they're going to need to sort their security out i think for the family it's going to be devastating i, I really don't think it's ever going to be repaired I, mean, I saw the way prince william reacted to the press yesterday it, it looked like he was an anger to be honest about how their his opinion on everything and not having contact with his brother that riff will be there he'll have people in his ear megastars do royalty do i've been there i've seen it you know i've got pushed out on occasions i've had to try and get back in again and clear things up Everybody's a yes man around them telling them everything, everything you know they want to hear, not the real truth. But I think Harry's a bit more wise, but he does need to start making some money pretty quick and staying focused on. The only thing I liked, really liked about the interview role, which she came across really well, is he's clearly a family man because he said if he can achieve nothing else than keep his wife and his son and his daughter that's going to be born soon, safe by having the money for security, then he's happy. And I truly believe that. I think he's had enough. It's not really glamorous behind the scenes of the royal family. You know, the nice part of Buckingham Palace. The rest of it is in disrepair. I mean, these buildings are 1,000 years old. You've got friends who are richer than the, the Queen. Well, I know that for a fact. They, they can't keep going on. The monarchy can't keep going on. So at some point, they're going to run out of money. So breaking away, I think, is the control element, the freedom. And don't forget, too, Meghan Markle now, she really can be she literally can take any movie offer she wants. She is going to be the most powerful actress. If she wants to make a blockbuster movie, it's going to be incredible what she can demand on, the, on that level. So no one's really gone there with that. I think movie star-wise, she's going to be there. Being a, in the royal family, I don't believe she could have done that.
0: Yeah, look, um, from purely a lesson as an entrepreneur watching in the background, I'm now just going to make a statement which has nothing to do with the royal history, the rights and wrongs, you know the press the media etc just purely looking at it as an entrepreneur and, and a, a personal brand play i actually think there's a lot to learn uh and i think that they uh, when he, when he says matt nah, yeah i just want enough money for security and to look after my kids well you don't need a 100 million dollar netflix for that uh, you you know you, you don't need quite as big a deal or as public a deal because the irony here is the desire to be private and secure and the massive press and, and living in the hottest press city in po- probably the world and going on the biggest show in the world. Now, if I wanted to promote my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast and Oprah called up saying, do you want to come on Oprah? <laughs> I'd be straight away doing it. And then if Netflix wanted to make me a deal and Spotify did, I'd be all, I'd be all over it. And Personally, I don't begrudge them that at all. I think some people thought, you know, maybe that commercial element was um, a bit nefarious. I didn't think it was. You know, they're they're launching their new life. They've distanced themselves from the royal family. And now everyone's going to be talking about them forever. And and the the paradox of Meghan being maybe the most hunted uh, woman in the world, you say it, a la Dark Princess Diana, but also the most in-demand woman in the world. I I think that I, I would... I'd be gobsmacked if they didn't make half a billion dollars out of this. Well, they've already done one hundred and fifty million dollars. So they're well on the way. How can they not make half a billion or a billion out of this? And, you know, this really makes me um, be fascinated about the world of personal branding because they're a personal brand now, aren't they? Harry and Meghan. Um, if they could shorten it, you know, like people will say Megxit and Brexit and um, they shorten the, the two names into one. If they could, they would to make a proper brand out of it. So matt let's carry on this conversation in clubhouse because the people in clubhouse have been really patient so if you want the inside scoop the proper discussions that we probably can't say in in public per se then uh yeah ken's just said began began does that work harry and megan began i'm not sure so we're going to move over to clubhouse now so my username is at rob moore we have a live room right now uh so i'll just put it on the uh feed at rob moore on clubhouse come join us in clubhouse and let's carry on this discussion Love to get everyone's thoughts on this and where we think it's going to go. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. It was the first ever simultaneous live and podcast recording and Clubhouse room. Let's see how it works. Let's get in Clubhouse, Matt, where we belong and carry on the discussion. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, This will be on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. This will be on the Money podcast. I believe this might be on on Matt's podcast. Matt, what's your podcast going to be called when you go live? We're we're working on that title now, Rob. Uh, Probably today we're working out with your team, actually, so... All right. We'll see you all in Clubhouse. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Remember to hit the share button. Uh, Let me know what you think about this topic and the discussion in the comments. Love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.